Hey everybody and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is show 56. I am Aid, and you have the luxury today of listening to just the two of us, just me and Graham, uh, our dulcet tones, uh, hopefully uh, easing your way into Thursday morning if you're on your commute or whatever it is you're doing, wherever you listen, send us an email, sunny16podcast at gmail.com. Tell us where you listen, as long as it's clean, because otherwise we can't read it out on the show without putting the explicit tag on it. Anyway, enough of that nonsense. Graham, how are you, buddy? I'm great, thanks, Aid. You know, even though we record in advance, I'm still pretty sure that I could hear the sound of um, iPods and uh, iPhones going click and turning off once they heard it was just the two of us on this week. Um, but alas, it is just the two of us. Um, we were we had hoped this week to be joined by the delightful Tina Rowe for an update on all the amazing stuff she's been up to, but she's not very well at the moment. Um, so get well soon, Tina, and hopefully she will be with us next week because she's been all over the place doing loads of cool stuff lately so fingers crossed she'll be with us because um yeah it's always good hearing about other people's adventures and i'm quite envious aid because you've you've been and had an adventure this week and i have failed to have an adventure this week which has made me sad so rather than talk about me failing to do something i wanted to talk about the thing that you have been doing your photo walk this weekend (laughs) <laughs> well yeah uh it was great fun actually uh first off i guess we should say very very big thanks to martin and sandeep for organizing it um uh we've been all, all over twitter and instagram uh with the people that are involved in it sharing photographs uh, and stories and things like that um but yeah martin and sandeep organized a great uh, day out for us all we met uh not far from london bridge station uh, on the south bank of the river thames we walked up through the city and we ended up uh walking Walking up through Brick Lane Market and saying hello to the Films Not Dead folks at their market stall in Brick Lane. Uh, so you know great great times um stopped at a couple of pubs along the way uh took some photos but i think that the highlight for me is uh again to say thank you to everybody who let me take their photo uh so you know you know me i like to take portraits and one of the sites that we went to was a church i've mentioned uh several times a church called saint dunstan on the hill uh in the city of london which uh is a ruined church that is but it's it's actually looked after as a garden by the city and uh i've been walking through there on my commute for nigh on two years now and i actually got to do a proper photo shoot there because that's one of the stops we made so yeah that was awesome i had several people volunteer to hold my light for me i had several people volunteer to be subjects um and of course haven't got the main photographs back yet i was shooting 35 mil the films have gone off to the lab so we'll get those back in the fullness of time uh but what i did do was i also took my instax camera to make sure that everybody had something to take away on the day so to say thank you uh, or just to show uh, my victims how bad i really am at taking photographs <laughs> i shared with them some instax stuff and some of that went out uh, came out quite well um others of it not quite so well but yeah hey, that's instax for you isn't it <laughs> i i'm just so delighted at the lazarus like um return of your instax camera because given your feelings on it at the end of last year i felt sure that by now you'd have taken a sledgehammer to it and yet here it is again back from the dead to bring you joy and happiness and only occasional frustration so aid um how many people went on this walk with you that's a very good question. 
<laughs> it seems like one of the easiest ones to ask. <laughs> no, it is. There, there were eight of us in total, I believe, um, uh, and uh, you know it was drawn from some. Some of them knew each other. Uh, some of them didn't. Actually, two of them knew each other quite well because they were husband and wife. So. <laughs> so. <laughs> Uh, but we had uh, me, uh, we had Sandeep and Martin, uh, we had Bill, uh, we had a couple of Toms, uh, Matt, uh, Simon and Sarah. I think that's everybody. Yes, don't think I've missed everybody. anybody out. That's actually nine, isn't it? <laughs> I wasn't counting. I'll take your word for it. Never mind. Apologies, 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 everybody, if I've missed you out. I'm, I tried to get everybody. Um, it's not me that was doing the writing down of stuff, though, sadly. So, uh, but I think we've got that. I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Um, if, any, if everybody wants to look at the Films Not Dead Instagram account... Um, because when we got to the stall, uh, the lady there, and I didn't catch her name, I'm afraid, uh, because uh, it was very, very busy. But she wanted to take a photograph of us. She she let us look at all the cameras, which was great. Their store was fantastic. Some real little gems on there. Um, Did you buy anything? No, I didn't. No. <sighs> I've bought two new cameras me. recently. I want you could have bought me or something from their aid. That would have made you feel true. good. That's true. I could have done. <laughs> I don't have enough cameras yet. Well, uh, so these are not your usual fodder. These are actual proper cameras that work, mate, and, and actually uh -huh. have a real price tag associated with them. Not an, not an unfair price tag, I hasten to <laughs> add, but but <laughs> actually these are not thrift shop cameras. These are good, cleaned-out, working stuff, and um, they had a selection of Polaroids, and they had a selection of SLRs, and so quite a few compact cameras, actually, including, uh, I'm sure I saw uh, a compact Leica. What's that champagne-coloured one from the 80s called? A CL, oh, like yeah, a CL. CL, yeah. Um, and they had, um, hmm, that'll come back to me. I'll come back to me. So, what I'm going to do right now, because the lady from Films Not Dead actually took a photo of us, except it wasn't us because we couldn't all <laughs> it wasn't fit you in. at all, was it? it no, was your she, cameras. she took a photo of our cameras, which is great. So, if you look at their feed, uh, everybody who's there, I think everybody who's there is listed, and the cameras, let me count them one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, nine. I was right. There are nine. Um, okay, well, for the, the benefit of people who aren't looking at that picture, what sort of stuff was everybody shooting on the day? Well, I had the best camera by a margin, actually, uh, so that was good because um, so, I always well, liked you, to come you, out you top. Took, you borrowed somebody's Olympus OM-1. <laughs> actually, there was an Olympus OM-1 there. Of course um, there was, yeah, the best camera. At the very least, there was one, actually. There may even have been two. So um, Sandeep and Bill were shooting Olympus. Is all that Olympi? Uh, uh yeah it's a limpie <laughs> a limpie yes. and i think bill had two of them actually uh so uh with different filming or something like that uh there were a couple of leica m6s very um, nice did you get to have a play around oh no hang on so no there was one no uh one was an m6 and one was an mp i think uh, did you fondle it uh, I did, and I uh, I had a go uh, looking through the rangefinder as well because you know I've tried rangefinders, but I'm, in the past, but not as good as Leica's, and mm. I'm not really a fan. Um, but actually, um, you know the 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 bright patch for focusing in the Leica was really good, even in a, indoors in a dark pub when we were stopped at lunchtime, which is when I had a, a go with this thing. Um, so I was quite impressed by the rangefinder patch actually um so um yeah good one there uh then what else was there there was uh, a yashica 124g uh, tlr mm -hmm. a medium format tlr uh there was a, a bronica uh, etrsi or 
equivalent of that family um and there was oh what was the little range finder called i can't remember what that was no what that was oh no was it was olympus it was another olympus it was olympus rc35 or 35 yeah RC, that's the little like one that. yeah yeah i think it's the 35 rc so uh yeah and i had my nikon fe2 so um clearly i had the best camera um you know and uh <laughs> Uh, no doubt my photographs will be the best as well. Well, that will be the proof within the pudding, won't it? <laughs> um, so everybody took very sensible cameras with them. And also, like, did most people only have one or possibly two cameras with them? That seems weird. Well, we were walking all day. Still seems weird. So did, there, no, there were several. So there were several people that had more than one camera. My secondary oh, camera, as I said, was the Instax. Uh, the, the others had uh, a couple of, of different things. So um, there was a reality so subtle there as well. More on them in a bit. Um, and uh, yeah, so but mostly speaking, they were good quality cameras. They weren't toy cameras. They weren't an unnecessarily broken or, or you know, originally daft cameras. Um, or necessarily broken, aid as, as some of them are. Well, yes, yes. So so all, all good quality stuff, actually. It was, a, it was a good group to be seen with. And do you, did you get a feel for what kind of stuff people were actually shooting on the day, film-wise? Uh, nothing, um, I don't think no, anything really, really unusual. Uh, pretty sure I saw some Poundland film and, yeah. uh, saw, saw some, uh, there was definitely some color slide going on. Uh, but yeah, a couple with black and white with yellow filters on the front of their lenses. Always, always good to see that. I'm sure I got a yellow filter somewhere. I never use it when I shoot black and white. <laughs> <There you> mm. <laughs> so uh yeah a good a good mix of slide and negative black and white and color um and uh yeah it'd be, it's, it's going to be really nice to see what comes out of that actually and you were saying last week that you were going to the walk was starting off in quite a touristy area and then heading off through um more of uh, the back alleys and interesting places of london I and mean, what sort of what sort of stuff were you shooting? Was it people, places, landscapes or cityscapes? What kind of stuff was it or just everything and anything? Well, I think we were all doing different things. Uh, so, uh, you know, I saw, you know, I was, I was taking photos of people, although, of course, you know, the, the landscapes around that part of London, I've shot a lot in the last couple of years. So I was, I, I you know, I was looking in places. It was quite a... Um, uh, overcast is not the right yeah overcast day i suppose in a, uh, uh, for quite a bit of it um so i was looking at things like going yeah i've got that shot but with better light um so i was looking at people and trying to shoot pe people um uh portrait style of people there are others that were shooting street uh you know again pictures of people but sort of st in a street style others who i saw picking out little bits of detail reflections in puddles or glass windows and stuff like that so there's actually quite a range i think you know i hope we get the opportunity to uh see the collective work produced um uh, and see see what comes of that because they, i think you know if everybody contributed what they thought were the a small number of their best shots i think we'd have a really nice set of shots to, to and, and quite a broad and varied range as well mm. it's it's it sounds like uh, i mean we did a photo walk uh was it two years ago yeah it's two years ago now um there is definitely something to be gained from going on a walk with a, a diverse group of people and seeing what other people shoot when they're in the same location as you because that's always the thing that i struggle with is that when i'm out you go oh well there's nothing here to shoot or i've already shot all these things before and then somebody else comes along 
and they're clicking away and you're like well hang on a second what are they seeing that i'm not and it and it it can really open up new mental pathways for you um and um yeah I, I, that sounds like a, a really nice day out as well i'm most envious you had good weather as well didn't you on sunday it was nice but not quite as hot and bothersome as it had been yeah it was it was it worked nicely actually it was definitely shorts and a t-shirt weather um but not too hot so uh that that worked out really nicely um it, it threatened to rain a couple of times and once or twice it even started spitting and uh but uh it did not not enough to stop us to, from doing what we wanted to do so um uh that was nice as well um and you said that you were taking um people's portraits so were these people who were on the walk with you or were you actually approaching other people strangers on the street and taking their photos god dear you know me i'm not that brave um <laughs> no this this was i was brave enough to ask a whole bunch of strangers uh if i would if they would let me take their photograph but they were the strangers that i was walking with on the photo walk so <laughs> I mean, that's still so, better than I would have managed, I expect. Well, when we get a little bit further down the show and we have some project updates, I'm going to count those, definitely count <laughs> those. Because <laughs> they, they were complete strangers. I'd never met them before. A couple of them I'd spoken to on Twitter, but most of them, I, I, you know, I was you know, uh, not really had even one-to-one conversations on, an, on a, a social network with them. So um, I think that counts as strangers, doesn't it? Uh, we'll come back to this discussion when we get to the project updates. I think. Yeah, and I'll we'll be, I'll, and I'll say the same thing right then, and I'll be right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, never mind. So yeah, so um, fantastic day. Uh, I can recommend it to anybody who gets a chance to go on an organised photo walk like that. It's ages since I've done it. In fact, the last one probably was the one that you and I organised a couple of years ago in Oxford. Uh, yeah and uh you know they are thoroughly enjoyable and uh you know you you, you get some nice shots uh and you make some new friends and you know that's that's great what i really liked about the one that we did and that's the only one that i've ever done of that kind of meet up with a load of total strangers i mean and that was the thing with ours it was people who we'd had no contact with before they were as complete a strange as possible there weren't even any sort of social network links or anything like that um but the common bond of well we're all just here to have fun taking photographs and uh, they were a lovely group of people and we had a really nice day with them and um yeah it was just a good fun time it, it's i know we had that letter last week um from ah oh, was it alex last week i think so um and he was asking about meeting up with people and that's why I think it's great to just go on something like meetup.com and just find a group in your area. Even if it's a completely random group of people, you all have a common interest and that gives you a really good starting place. And it's a good way of going and exploring an area. Maybe you haven't been to before, uh, or just, you know, building up your social group of um, photographers. It's yeah, that photo was a lot of fun. We'll have to do some more in the future. <laughs> yeah, ab- absolutely. Um, so, which which I suppose is it g- gives us a chance just to mention briefly uh, yeah, your your lack of adventure for for this week, which I, which I thought was a real shame. But what happened there? Yeah. So, uh, as I talked about last week, um, last night was the annual massive bike meetup at Cassington near me, uh, an event which I thoroughly enjoy going to um, and have been to for I think three or four out of the last five years um and unfortunately work just 
screwed it all up. Basically, uh, one of my clients said, oh, I've got a party in a couple of days time. Can you do all of this stuff before then? Like, oh, no. And what one of the joys of being self-employed is you can just go, I had enough of this. I'm going now. Even I have to have some degree of responsibility. Um, so I missed it, which I was bummed out about, um, to say the least, because it's it's one of those rare opportunities where I get to go and take pictures of people and feel comfortable taking pictures of people. Um, but there you go, you know, no point crying over spilt milk. And as I said to you when I was messaging you last night, uh, to make up for it, I am going to take some time off from work and go and do some other photography somewhere else. Um, it's getting to that time of year now where things are starting to calm down a little bit. And I can start to carve out some chunks of time for myself and I'm going to allocate uh, a chunk of time to go and take some photos somewhere. Um, I don't know where or what yet. Uh, I would really like to try and find something else Um that will open up similar opportunities to the ones that I missed. But that's difficult because the the thing about the bike night is that you've got a lot of people there, um, but everyone is there as almost part of the part of the exhibition of bikes so people don't mind being photographed because they're all there in their bike gear and stuff like that and it's it's all kind of a show that everyone's part of it's a really good vibe um and it's difficult to find things like that um but i will be keeping my eyes open and seeing if something comes up and uh yeah trying to make amends maybe it'll be a good thing maybe it'll mean i get pictures from a different place i would not have been to before but still a little bit disappointing yeah, and I appreciate that because uh, I, you know, you 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 raved about this for a few years now. This this night out, so oh well, so yeah, hmm, tough, but hey ho. Um, so uh, I believe you bought yourself a consolation prize though today. <laughs> well, this was on Sunday. It was um, Bampton, the village next to mine, had a garage sale, so it'd be rude of me not to at least have a very brief wander around it and it was pretty brief because I was technically supposed to be at work uh, I didn't find anything that interesting but I did at one one of the stores a guy said look I, I saw some bits of lens or something in there and the guy said look it's just a box of junk quid I'm like well for a quid why not um, and most of it was absolute junk there there was uh, this I have no idea what this part of a lens was off it's, it's a really big um, element uh, and the mount for it is also very big. So I cannot be from a 35 millimeter camera. Um, I don't know what it could be for. I'm wondering whether I might be able to um, use it to help with the macro project though, because it does have some quite good magnification. So I'm going to see if I can jewelry rig some sort of terrible macro so, affair with this. So, um, but but that, that, that macro project though, isn't that a cheap shots challenge? Remember the part where I said I got this box for a quid, Aid? Yeah, yeah, but the whole yeah, no, that, that's fine. But but you know, it's supposed to be the camera that you you got for it, isn't it? Well, I, you've already broken your camera. I broke so it. This... That's different. You you have mm-hmm, not broken mm-hmm. the fugly. The fugly then... is as bold and ugly as it ever was. It's, it all comes down to ingenuity after that point. Uh, anyway, I'm sure <laughs> no, 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 I'm not sure. That. That, that, that's utter nonsense. That what you just said there didn't make any sense at all. Uh, yeah it does rewind it listen back you'll find that i was definitely in the right um (laughs) but the 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 thing that was in there that actually was of some interest is a very sad and battered looking i think it was black originally although it's almost entirely silvered now uh canon av1 um so this is uh a 
um, Aperture Priority SLR from Canon, which I think must come, I, I'm not sure about the date, but I'm going to guess late 70s, early 80s. It's around, obviously, the same time as things like the AE1 and the A1. Um, it's actually still got a battery in it. And um, the lens cap's on, which is why that took a real long time to um, <laughs> fire the shutter. Um, the, but it seems to be in good working order. Um the seals on it are in garbage condition and as i said as appearance wise it looks terrible so at some point i need to actually just get some sandpaper and scrub off the rest of the black paint which is so much removed um unfortunately what i don't have is any fd mount lenses the can these take the fd mount lenses which um were running from again i think from the late 70s uh through until when the uh, eos mount camera started which i think was the late 80s um so yeah, I'm going to keep an eye out for a, just a cheap FD mount lens of some sort. If anybody's got a, an old binner that they don't want, then yeah, feel free to wang it my way. I, um, I find it astonishing you don't have any FD lenses. I mean, they, they were an enormous part of the photography landscape for decades, I think, weren't they? Yeah, it's weird. It's just uh, this is the first time that an FD mount camera has crossed my path at all. Um, it's the same with Nikon. You know, I don't own and have never come across a Nikon camera. I wonder whether that's because um, Canon and Nikon being such well-known names that people, if they see them, they grab them quickly, whereas a lot of the other stuff uh, might get passed over. And even though the FD mount lenses, for a while, you couldn't get adapters for them for modern digital cameras. I think now that's that problem's been solved as well. So ah, right, even okay. the old FD mount lenses are of use again. Um, but no, you're absolutely right. There's, they were they were very popular cameras, um, and it's it is surprising that this is the first one I've got my mitts on. Um, but it's yeah, it's it's a nice nice little camera, nice feel to it, nice big viewfinder on it. Um, and I would really like to try it out at some point. But I, I'm not going to go out my way to spend a chunk of change on buying a lens for it because I do have quite a lot of SLRs um, with <laughs> lenses. You know, I have SLRs um, with like multiple lenses, nice kits that just don't get used. I've got uh, a Fuji AX3, um, which is a, a nice Fuji SLR, and I've got a nice 50mm 1.6, 28mm 2.8, and a 135mm um, that, and you know, it just hasn't been used in ages partly because the light seals need replacing on it but i could tape it up but you know you have too many cameras and there is always that pull back to the old faithfuls which in my case is the olympus um although i have still been enjoying shooting with the pentax um lately that's been a lot of fun as well but anyway so yeah that that was my lucky find um and uh it's not quite as fancy as your new camera this week though aid which um it's depressing when you're the one getting all two weeks in a row you've had new toys to talk about okay well i could talk about this for a little while so i think we'll take a quick break and i'll come back and i'll tell you about my new camera righty ho tea Uh, I think this is, is this the second week in a row I, I uh, could get to talk about me getting a new camera or, or have I skipped a week? 
No, this is the second week in a row you get to talk about having a new camera, whereas I just got one for a quid in the box, and it's not fair. <laughs> so, so I'm doing really well then on uh, my New Year's resolution uh, to uh, stop buying so many cameras and stop experimenting so much and focus on the actual photography I do. Well, it's it's good that you're failing at that. It's good. <laughs> you need more cameras aid we all need more cameras well do you know what tell you what i'm i'm having fun failing there we go how does that sound i'm having fun failing and this week i'm failing spectacularly because i have just acquired an awesome beast of a camera um what was it i think how can i describe it i think i could describe it uh, it has many great qualities um it could eat your undo for breakfast <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then make it maybe go back for a six by six afterwards <laughs> um it's it's uh well okay let's just cut to the chase this is a reality so subtle six by 12 pinhole camera and um uh it's just awesome to behold i mean it it's it's the sort of stuff i don't know it's like the the it's a sort of charcoal gray color um it's got bits of uh it's got big clasps on it you know um do you know the sort of clasps you get on a, a case for a musical instrument like a violin case or something like that yeah i certainly do yeah it's got four of those to hold it together which is just That's... awesome this and the, they're really strong springs as well they're really tightly sprung so there's i tell you what it had to be a pretty plucky photon to make its way inside of it. <laughs> <laughs> i love the fact that um you've currently got in your hands you, you've got uh the ondu which is sort of very elegant and uses the um fancy molybdenum magnets to slide together and hold it all in place and then you've got the belt and braces uh reality so subtle which is not just nail it shut nothing's getting out of here yeah i think you're right i think it could, by, by comparison the reality so subtle is like the steampunk uh, you know version uh, of the ondu um i'm not entirely sure what the the uh the main um material it's made of um actually it's clearly been worked with machines because you can see where some of the uh, the machine working is on it all very uh, all very nicely done uh, and it's got metal insides and metal outsides uh, and of course the the pinholes themselves are laser drilled and it's an f200 aperture uh so it's it's quite small <laughs> and um it one of the but there's de- there's great details on it as well so um in different places on on the box of the camera it's etched it's etched in in what even look like french numbers and letters actually so you know uh, on the back where the red window is uh, so that you can see where the film you've wound onto. So first of all, the red window has a cover, which is great. And mm-hmm. and secondly, underneath it, etched into the body of the camera, it just says one three five seven nine eleven, which That's is very good. So yeah. so this is a six by twelve. So uh, it shoots two frames every time you take a shot. Which it so so it says yeah you wind it to one, take a shot, and then you've got to wind past two because you've already exposed that, and on to three. And so it tells you. Uh, on the back of the camera where you're looking to wind it what numbers you should be using and it also says f200 etched into it on the back so you can never forget what the aperture is it's Uh, such a small thing but as somebody who has made mistakes with film spacing and winding on the correct numbers multiple times with the ondu it's the little things that make a difference 
Yes, yes, uh, absolutely. It's got um, and and it's got sort of guidelines for the view etched on the top of it as well. So on the top of it, you've got uh, a little bubble level uh, embedded in it, and you've got lines drawn for the view, which confused the hell out of me at first because they're drawn as a closed V pointing back towards the photographer, rather than you'd expect to see an open V like the Ondo has as guidelines for the shot. Yeah, um, and I was like that. Is this right? I don't understand how to use these. And then, of course, I realised that actually it doesn't matter. <laughs> they still point in the right direction, and you can still look along them to see. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's going to be in shot and what's not going to be in shot? I was just very, very confused by that. At first, oh, I don't get the logic on this at all. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, and it even has guidelines on the side, so you can see sort of top, uh, you know, up and down what you might be in the shot and what might not be. And it's got rubber feet on the bottom of it and things like that. So if you're putting it on an inherently flat surface, you can just stand it on a surface and it won't get scratched. It, that does sound. It sounds like a really uh, well thought out piece of kit. Um, I mean, that always seems to be whenever I've seen people using them. It just seems like every aspect of how they're actually going to be used has been thought about and that practicality has been the driving force. Um, because like I said, little things like that, I mean, like I said, I, the Ondo is a beautiful camera, but that does mean that you you think twice about plonking it down on a, a rough surface because the lovely wood will get scratched up. And I know that's silly because it's a camera and it's meant to be used and because I already dropped it and put a dink in it. Yeah, and also already <laughs> so, dropped it which, a dink which in for, it. for the benefit of the listeners, I did apologise to you for quite a little a little while ago. Yes, you did, you did. <laughs> and, I feel, and I still really, really feel guilty about that. And I, I, I think it deserves a public apology. So please, please accept <laughs> this, uh, as well as the private apology, please accept this very public apology uh, for actually letting your on-do camera drop off a shelf and get a dink in the wood. I only cried myself to sleep the one night, so I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> well, I know you made me feel worse. Anyway, <laughs> moving on. Moving on. Not really. But moving on. But yes, but yes, really. But not really. But yes, really. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> I'll, I'll work through my psychological problems. And um, <laughs> We by, haven't got that long, Aid. Well, I'll do it by talking about my new camera. <laughs> So what else can I tell you about the, uh, the Reality So Subtle camera? Uh, it's got a curved film plane. Uh, which will cut down on the vignetting towards the end of the frames, I have read. I haven't seen anything yet. I've only taken two shots with it so far, so I haven't got any films back yet. Uh, I what, uh, But uh, because it's got a curved film plane, that makes it a little bit on the fiddly side to load. So yeah, I had to watch a YouTube video about how to load it. And actually, it's it, it's quite straightforward, but fiddly, if that makes sense. So it's, yeah. it's, it's not a complex mechanism. Um, but you've got to get your fingers into some little tight spaces and make sure the paper doesn't get crinkled too much and it sticks on the film guide because the film guide is curved and things like that. So, right. um, so uh, of course, I've only done this once because I've only put one roll of film in it so far and I've only taken two shots. So I, I yeah. expect I'll get a little bit better at it, but it took me a good 10 minutes to load it. <laughs> yeah. And how's the shutter on it? Well, which one? <laughs> okay, you've got multiple shutters. Yeah, yeah. The, the, this, this, I think, is a... Um, uh, what, what, what would we call it if we were marketing professionals? Is it a unique selling point uh, of the uh, uh, of the reality so subtle cameras? Is that they have two shutters um, or two pinholes? I suppose to to, to be more specific, um, uh, and uh, they have those for a reason. So um, you've, we've talked about this before, but uh, just to quickly recap, uh, when you have a, a pinhole camera. 
uh, the distortion you get on it is quite sensitive to whether or not the camera is level. That's why they have bubble levels in them and stuff like that. Uh, and if you're, but but one of the downsides of that is that your horizon, if you have your camera level, your horizon is always right through the middle of your shot. Yes. Um, because the pinhole is dead centered on, on where the film plane is, and that means that the, if you want a level shot that's not too distorted, uh, you have to have the horizon in the middle of your shot. The reality so subtle cameras get around that by having two pinholes on the thirds rather than in the middle. And so if you want more sky and your horizon on the lower third, you open the top shutter. And if you want uh, more uh, foreground, I guess, or more, more land and your horizon on the, the upper third, uh, then you open the bottom shutter. That basically gives you quite a lot more creative freedom with that, doesn't it? Yeah, because let's just think what you could do if you open them both at once. <laughs> <laughs> um, make a real mess of a photo would be my guess. I do that anyway. So, uh, so this is pinhole photography. It's supposed to be about experimenting, isn't it? Okay, come on. When we, you, know, you keep telling me I've got to let go, let my hair down, and, and, and Justin Quinnell, when he came on the show, just said, yeah, don't worry about it. Just get on and do it and have fun and play. That is very, very true. That very is very actually. That, that makes me think of. I'm going to give a very quick shout out um, to um, Dan. What's Dan's thing on Instagram? Uh, Dan. Which oh, Dan? There's a whole bunch of them. Um, well, anyway, the Dan. Dan you'll know a delightful bunch of them, I should say. <laughs> the, they, yeah, they are. They are a delightful bunch. Um, uh, I'm going to have to look this up now because it's going to drive me potty. Sorry, everybody. Um, is it Dan? Uh, mm, you may have to cut all this rambling out because I'm now going to try and turn my phone off airplane mode. Um, is it Dan Smith? Is it Dan yes. K? Is it uh, Daniel it's Dan Smith, Shutton? isn't it? Dan Smith. Dan Smith. Because um, Dan Smith has this week been showing pictures that he has made using a homemade pinhole camera um, that he made out of... Um, a cigar box, um, a four by five camera. Yeah, here we go. Dan Smith's pictures. Sorry, Dan, I got ahead like a sieve and you have different handles on stuff. It's your fault. Basically, what I'm saying is it's your fault, Dan. Um, but yeah, he made a four by five pinhole camera out of an old cigar box. Um, and the results are really good, really good. Um, and as you said, it just comes back to the thing of letting go and uh, uh, making something cool work. So, um, yeah, pinhole is is cool. Anyway, sorry, I, I interrupted your uh, reality so subtle um, spiel. That's okay. That's okay. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to doing uh, more pinhole stuff. Um, I think you know, uh, I I haven't even you know really uh, understood the power of the uh, of the camera yet. Um, the fact that it's got nice etchings, the fact that it's got a curved film playing, two pinholes. Uh, it's it, all sorts of stuff. It's got a, a tripod socket in in the bottom of it, of course, as well. Um, it's just yeah. The uh, I think I'm going to have a lot of fun playing with this. Um, but as I say, only taken two shots so far. It's take, I've probably spent more time loading it than I have taking shots so far. <laughs> have you got any um, projects in mind that you would like to do with it? Um, so far not a definitive project but i have been thinking about this and i think what i i think what i want to do is to not take landscapes with it if that right. makes sense to to, to yeah. be more experimental so the first the first two so one of the reasons i've only taken two shots with it is because i've had some late working days this week 
Uh, and that means that um, when I've gotten home, even though it's the middle of the summer, the light is fading really quickly. And so you can't rely, you know, if you, I, I, I got that uh, photo assist app uh, that allows you to calculate not just exposure, but also reciprocity. And I was getting things like, like you know, last, yesterday evening, I was getting, you know, times of sort of 20 minutes. But I knew that over that 20 minutes, the light would go completely so you couldn't say, yeah, I couldn't complete an exposure, if that makes sense. Yeah. So so this evening, uh, just getting frustrated with that, I brought it inside. I set up some, I suppose you could call them still lives. Um, and then um, I started flashing the hell out of them, just you know, hand-holding a flash. <laughs> so I opened a pinhole in a room that's you know, where the exposure would be half an hour or so. Um, uh, and then start flashing these things and see what happens. Um, uh, I've also put in my uh, my sacrificial roller Tri-X that's been through at least four airport scanners. So. Ah, it's finally being used. <laughs> well, I figured it was a test roll, and I, if I didn't, uh, if I got the loading of it roll wrong, and you know, uh, and I you know wrecked a whole film, at least if I was you know, one that I'd already decided to sacrifice, that would probably be the best thing. That does sound like a fairly sound plan. Although the problem is that if it's now flawed, you won't know whether it's because it's an old film or because it's some mistake you made. Uh, I know that's that's the gotcha, isn't it? So yeah, um... oh, it's, well, it's like when I developed the role of film. I developed a couple of roles of film um, a couple of weeks ago, and as you know, as everybody knows, I have real problems with getting horribly dirty negatives. And one of the things I'm never sure of is whether to squeegee off the water or not squeegee off the water. So I thought, well, what are these? I'll I'll squeegee the water off one roll of film and not off the other one. Um, and one roll of film definitely has more watermarks than the other one does. I can't remember which one was the one I squeegeed. <laughs> it doesn't make any difference. Like, well, good. None the wiser, it turns out, I'm a bad scientist. <laughs> well, you know, uh, I expect many of us are bad scientists, aren't we? So, so um, do you know what? I think uh, I'm really looking forward to using this camera. Uh, I'd like to say uh, thank you to James, uh, who makes them uh, for making mine um, uh, it looks like there's a lot of care and attention and skill gone into it uh, and uh, I will display none of those things in using it <laughs> <laughs> well at least you bought a good sturdy one things you like to chuck pinhole cameras around so much so this one should last you a little bit longer <laughs> moving swiftly on then <laughs> We've got breaking news aid. Hang on a second. Hang on. Breaking news. Oh, excellent. I do love the breaking news theme tune. If theme is theme tune, I don't know what yeah, it is, sure. but yes, Int- introductory melee. <laughs> okay, shall we go with some good news about film? I think we should, because this is like real proper breaking news. Breaking news. This is today breaking news. Well, I think you found some evidence that it was on its way when we look back on it. But I, this is a bolt from the blue for me. Um, Aid, what's going on? Well, it turns out that a new slide film, a new colour slide film, has been released today. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, although I'm not sure if you can actually buy it yet. So, um, But uh, we saw, um, I posted in a couple of places actually, uh, it flicked through my Twitter stream, but I couldn't find it again to reference for the 
show. Um, you found it on uh, the Phablographer's website, um, and it's actually, and that was linked to uh, the distributor's uh, Instagram account. Uh, but this is the new Roli slide color color slide film, which um, wow, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's it's great news. It's it's we were having the conversation with um um a couple of weeks ago, and we were talking about the fact, uh, well, as he put it, that Fuji is exiting the slide film market or exiting the film market, um, but that we should take solace in the fact that hopefully by the time they do, Kodak will have its slide film up online, and Ferrani will have got there with its slide film, and um and now from out of nowhere we get this new Roly I Roly whatever vario chrome um from uh, nowhere um which is well it's just great news a- another new film this year what an amazing 12 months it has been <laughs> this is now um well i mean it's the third film that's actually out out or or soon to be out i think they they are um starting pre-sales next week um so nothing you can't buy it yet but you will be able to pre-order it next week um i'll give you the quick skinny on what it is uh it's um 35 millimeter medium to high speed color reversal film intended for photography under low level daylight illumination um it's the good thing about it is is that it's designed to be a bit push and pullable um so they say it's a broad exposure latitude from 200 to 400 uh which is i mean one of the things we were talking about last week with slide film is its unforgiving nature and here we have a slide film with a forgiving nature um it says it's dx coded at 320 iso uh if you intend to project the slides um I'm, i guess i suppose some people do still do that um we suggest that you shoot the film at 200 ISO, whereas 320 to 400 ISO is preferable for scanning applications. Um, there's no pictures or anything like that from it yet. This is just an announcement. Uh, I really like the packaging. Um, yeah, that looks quite that. cool, actually, doesn't it? Yeah, I, I yeah. thought that. Yeah, the, the photograph. So, so the so you know, actually, where you can see these things, um, the the distributor and also the the producer of rollo film is called mako direct or mako direct that's m-a-c-o direct uh, uh and that is also the name of their instagram account so um yeah i, I was looking at this and thinking actually yo yeah, so um back oh i don't know uh, just a few days ago um you know they were posting some things to their some teasers to their stream um but uh, and today uh, they they've posted it and announced it on instagram um funnily enough if you follow the link in their instagram um uh, bio off to their website they don't actually have it for sale yet but that may be explained by the fact that it's not it's not coming out even for pre-sale until next week so so um and maybe it'll just be a little while till we see it but you know a uh, uh, new slide film wow yeah yeah great uh fantastic to see and good luck to them yeah, Roly is it, it's one of those film manufacturers that I am certainly guilty of. Just you, you forget about it. I mean, but they are chugging away in the background. There, they've got a good range of well-priced film in all sorts of different stuff. I mean, particularly the black and white, obviously. Um, but yeah, they, they're just trucking along, and a new film coming out now. Ah, uh, yeah, it's it's 
It's really good, really good. You know, th- their range is impressive. I have never actually shot any Rolly film. Have you, Aid? Uh, no, no, I'm I'm as guilty as you are of, uh, of not uh, of forgetting about them and not doing anything about it. No, no, I, I I don't know why that is. I think it's perhaps because it's not it's not a high street brand you ever like to find, um, and when you, it's far easier to get hold of Kodak and an Ilford film. Um, but yes, it's they really are. Uh, a solid manufacturer of film and clearly expanding their line and you know then they don't just do the film they do all the chemicals as well um it, it, you know, along with companies like Fomapan they're just quietly getting along with the business of making film and i'm assuming being quite successful at it um and, and it's really good to see and i'm really excited by this new film because if it's anything like the rest of the Rolly range, it won't be outrageously expensive. Um, and that will be wonderful because most of the slide films are quite pricey and I would love to shoot more slide film and this could be a perfect one to have a play with. Yeah. So we'll, we'll, we should know more very soon with that. So, yeah. And, and I look forward to seeing it actually, uh, see, see where, see where we get to with it. So, uh, and, and that's not the only piece of good, film news either um now this next one is is one that you've put in our show notes and i confess i haven't seen this at all but i'll just read out for everybody what you've written it says new 55 pn quality improvements yes yeah, so this was a thing that i i felt um we absolutely need to just bring up because we talked about new 55 very recently again uh, when we had m on the show and we talked about it last year when new 55 were running a kickstarter to try and get um a color instant film developed. so um, for anybody who doesn't know new 55 is a very small company who developed the technology to um, and the techniques to make instant film for four by five cameras, black and white instant film for four by five cameras, uh, when Polaroid ceased producing the stuff. Uh, and I think it was an incredibly difficult task as, uh, instant film always is. Um, and it was originally a Kickstarter quite a few years ago at this point, um, that got them started off with this, uh, Last year, they had the the Kickstarter for the color film, which sadly was unsuccessful. And they are now running a new Kickstarter, which has the aim of basically bringing out a new and improved version of the black and white film. Um, Part of that is repurposing some of the equipment that they had designed for the color project, which sadly didn't get funded. Um, and the things that they're looking for are things like Im- improving the spread so it makes for a, a more even print, um, make the finished negative less sensitive to light after peeling, which is obviously very important for long-term um, preservation, bring the print closer to preserva- presentation quality, which is another important thing. Th- this film is not inexpensive. Um mm. To give you an idea, on the Kickstarter, um, if you pledge $75, that will get you one box of the new 55PN, uh, which is five exposures. So this is, you know, this is an expensive product, um, but large format, uh, large format instant film just is really expensive. Um, so yes, looking to make a lot of improvements. I, I really hope they have success with this. Um, so far they've got 
they've raised £47,000 of uh, the $47,000 of $150,000 goal. So they've still got a way to go yet, but they also have 17 days to go. Um, I would, this is one of those things I would really love to have a go at this. Um, But as with so many things with large format photography, it's a little bit out of my pocketbook reach at this point. But for anybody who is interested in shooting in instant film on 4x5 this is a kickstarter that you should absolutely be looking at because when you're spending that much money on the film you want something that's going to give you prints that you can show and maybe sell if that's what you do and this is um this is the way to get towards that um so anyway check out their kickstarter um it's uh if you just search for new 55 pn on kickstarter i'm sure you'll find it there and see if it's something that could be of interest to you they, they've got some pictures of prints on there um that look fantastic um the, the the quality of the images that you can be had with these pictures with this film looks really nice um maybe one day maybe one day i'll save up enough money to have a go at doing this but it seems <laughs> unlikely well I, I i think it's it's great and for me it's it's a it's a even a strange concept the fact that you could shoot a photograph and get both a positive print and a negative out of it um you know i think that's you know uh, so clearly this is you know the stuff of magic isn't it and and really hard and yeah i wish them luck as well um and uh see 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 where we get see where we get them to so uh yeah so i mean the fact that there's i guess you know uh, a new film uh been released uh, a, a new film hopefully going to get uh kick-started um uh well where do we go next then Way back in the depths of midwinter, we made some sort of bizarre agreement, um, which now is coming home to roost. <laughs> uh oh. Yep. Uh, so, okay, quick recap, very quick recap, because we we uh, I took on a project called Chain Reaction, where I was going to take portraits of strangers and get them to introduce me to people. You took on a project called Myopic Me that was about you taking photographs uh, without your glasses so that you couldn't see uh, and the photographs coming out, you know, blurred and, and focusing on those. And there was an element of yours uh, that was about volume as well. And there was an element of mine about not being a scaredy cat when it comes to taking people's photographs. Um, some people, some listeners joined us on this actually um, and uh, we're going to hear uh, some of that in a minute um, uh, Bill Owens uh, our erstwhile show notes provider um, he took on one called oh, Words 100 it's called isn't it if I get that right Yes. Uh, where he has been writing 100 word uh, I suppose st- stories, not st- sometimes stories, uh, uh, inspired by photographs he's taken. And uh, there are some people who are doing things that are purely analog, uh, as in not being posted on the internet until they're done. And and so uh, yeah. Anyway, the point of this segment is for Graham and I to catch up. Uh, so given that I'm um, clearly streets ahead, Graham, how are you getting on with myopic me? Well, you know, it's a mixed bag. I mean, the reason that we're having this catch up is because we have just had the summer solstice, which 
kind of marks the end. We we originally set this up as being a six-month project, which went from the winter solstice, arbitrary date, the winter solstice, through to the summer solstice. And the summer solstice has happened. Um, and unsurprisingly, I, I failed to achieve what I set out to achieve. So as you said, Aid, uh, this was at least partly was about trying to get into the habit of shooting in volume uh, as well as trying a different um, look to what I was doing. And what my target was, was to shoot one roll of film every month and to share from that at least 14 pictures every month. And it started off fairly well. Uh, I think the first three months I managed to shoot all the pictures in time um uh, and then i started to struggle a bit because it got to the busier time of year um and at this point now i think i'm basically about one and a half months behind where i should be so um out of the six months worth of films i've shot for shot and developed um four months worth uh, and i've got sort of halfway through a current roll of film and then there's another one to go after that so I did fail on keeping up with the volume and I also failed miserably with sharing them. <laughs> even the ones, even once I'd shot them and scanned them in, I still didn't do a very good job of sharing them all in a timely fashion. But you know, that's ongoing. Um, if anybody wants to see what's going on with this, they can find it uh, on the at myopic me um, Instagram feed. Um, but that said, it's, I'm, I, I am going to keep doing it. I'm certainly going to, at the very least, get through the six rolls of film um, because that was what my original target was. Uh, and I, I will probably continue with it afterwards. Um, it's The results have been really unpredictable. Um, I think having to share 14 pictures every month has certainly meant that I've been sharing pictures which I don't think are very good. I mean, most of them are not very good. The uh, the camera that I so the setup I got, as you said, Aid. The point was to try and take pictures which reflected how the world looks to me when I don't have my glasses on, uh, and how the world looks to me when I don't have my glasses on is real blurry. Um, so what I did was I'm using an SLR, uh, Fujika SD605 uh, SLR, and a the lens I ended up with uh, after trying a couple was a Helios 35 millimeter lens, which I carefully removed one of the elements from, um, which meant that it focused very close up. Um, and I think the, the maximum it would focus away was about three feet. Um, and then I just wound, I didn't bother changing the focus. The focus was always set at its shortest distance. Um, and it's quite unpredictable in how it behaves. Um, it, it, you, or oh, I have got some very different looks on some of the photographs, depending on what the light's like and um, and what it's pointed towards. Um, and I've I've got pictures out of it that I really like that I would never have got if I hadn't started down this road. Um, and that I could never have got with any other camera setup either. Um, I shared one this last week on the main Instagram feed um, of it's uh, a bluebell wood that I took a picture in. Um, 
back in I think it was early April I would guess uh, and I took a few at the, the Bluebell Woods um, the rest of them will sort of come out onto the ordinary feed over the next few weeks slash months um, but it it really has it, it looks like um, a painting it, the there's if you looked at it there's no way you would assume it was a photograph i think you've seen this picture haven't you aid yeah i have yes yes i know the one you're talking about and and you're right it it is um it's just uh, what's the word i'm looking for here i mean blurred is obviously the the accurate (laughs) term i suppose impressionistic i i i don't know yeah it, it really is very impressionistic um, and it's quite a different look to a lot of the other pictures that I've taken because a lot of them it has very distinct bokeh on it. It has this um, kind of like leaf-shaped bokeh, um, but this doesn't have any of that. It's just it looks like a Monet painting. Just these very soft, blurred-out things. Um, so yeah, I've got a few pictures like that that I've looked at. And gone, oh, that's that's really fun. Um, but it's it's very hard to predict what they're going to be like coming out of the camera. But that said, I, I said I think it is a thing that I will continue with once I've got past this six roller film project. Um, but I will probably save it for where I'm going to places that I don't normally go to um, to try and to get a different look on pictures. It's it's always nice when you think, okay, well how can i how can i capture this in a way that hasn't been done before this is a good way for me to try that um but as part of the project that's been less than ideal because when i've been in a situation where i've shot a few pictures at the same time you then end up with a few pictures of very similar looking blurry stuff and when you have to share 14 pictures from a 24 hour exposure roll of film um that could be a bit That's of a problem tough. yeah no it was always, it was always going to be a challenge or something the whole point of it was to challenge ourselves so so you know what do i what do i see here i mean you, you've just given us a, a pretty candid and a pretty you know open and honest assessment of how you think you've done um i think you've maybe been a, a you know a little down on yourself um and there's some real gems in here you know uh there's you know as I, as I flick through them uh on the myopic me uh instagram page uh yeah there's the one of the christmas tree uh which i really like we already spoke to spoke about the uh the the bluebell one um the, there's one that is uh again set in in the winter time people walking through uh, a town center uh with, with lights all around them i really like that as well uh can i mm. see where it's from no i can't instantly so i'll move on cut the some, some of the band yeah the band photographs you've taken are brilliant um uh and so you know it's um i, I think it's one of those things where it, it's it's different um these things are experiments you set out to a, to, to undertake an experiment and the very nature of the experiment is that not everything works um, but I think you've got some photographs there that are really interesting and, you know, ones that catch the eye and hold the eye and, and you know, that I personally could look at for quite a while. Oh, well, thank you, dude. I mean, I think the thing will be once I've got th- through all of it, um, I'm going to go through and, you know, pick out the ones that I think have really worked um, in whatever form that may be, whether it's just, well, <laughs> cause, I mean, some of the pictures on the last couple of roles that I developed, honestly, I look at the pictures and go, I have 
no idea what that is of. I just c- could not begin to guess what that is. Um, and, you know, sometimes that's absolutely fine. Um, sometimes it's a little frustrating. Um, but, uh, yeah, so um, it, it's been good. I, I, I've been glad of it. And, um, and it has been good having something to work towards, even though I have failed at achieving what I wanted to in terms of a turnover. Um, the camera has been in my van at all times and um yeah i, I it's been good to have a project and and also <laughs> the the setup of it the fact that i don't have to think about focusing and because of the fact that you're not looking for unblurry photos means that i can shoot that camera in the middle of the night because i, I don't care about motion blur or anything like that. it's an incredibly freeing camera it's kind of like any situation this will work um and yeah it's good point i I will i will definitely use it more going forwards but anyway so that's been how my project's gone Uh, a mixed bag what about (laughs) yours aid because i know that yours in a lot of ways yours was a more tricky one to undertake than mine because you actually had to get other people involved in yours well yeah i did uh and uh yeah in fact that was in entirely the premise was to involve people that yeah i didn't even know so the i I think um so let's let's go back to the concept and how well did the concept work so i was to i i was to take some photographs of people that i did know or at least sort of partially knew um and they were to introduce me to people i didn't know and we were supposed to build a chain uh and that was why it was called chain reaction so i would end up with chains of people taking photographs of people i didn't met but i'd always be introduced to them um so we started off quite well in january um i managed to get i think uh three shoots done in january uh first up was uh our friend rob hawthorne uh second was you uh and then third uh was was my first you know second link of the chain if you like which uh was um rob's mate gav uh, uh, and that got me to a, a, a flying start in, in January and um, I was quite pleased with what I got um, you and I especially because we, we made a proper shoot of it we had loads of props and stuff like that <laughs> made an afternoon yeah. of it that was tons of fun um, you know to do so that that uh, yeah that was a great start I felt uh, in February I think I got one because I think I, I, I did the shoot with with Cole Miller in February and then of course uh, it's all been quiet since then and a lot of that is um i think what i hadn't failed i'd failed to account for the fact that actually you know it's a big ask for people that i don't really know that well to to you know to actually make a big effort to introduce me to people i don't know at all you know and so you know there there were you know because they're busy people they've got their own lives to lead you know uh, if they if they feel that they owe people something it's not going to be the stranger with the camera whose project they're indulging you know um uh, and that's not to speak ill of anybody that's just life isn't it um and uh, so so it went quiet and i think part of that was also about me so i think the the concept was a bit flawed um in, 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 I don't think it was doomed to failure from the start because I was really happy with the, the four shoots I did back at the beginning of the year but it did go quiet so I'm pinning my results really uh, on the photo walk I was on uh, just three four days ago which we talked about earlier um, because I managed to convince the, uh, the people that I didn't know on that photo walk uh, to let me take their photographs so uh, I've got maybe uh, is it four people maybe 
who let me take their photograph uh, on Saturday at the photo walk. Um, so I'm qualifying those in because they're people I didn't know. I made the, <laughs> I, I asked them if I would let me take their photograph. I deliberately took along all the kit that I like to shoot with. So I had, you know, uh, a light and a soft box and, and what have you. And we actually did it as a proper shoot, you know, where I was metering for light. And I asked, you know, volunteers to hold uh uh, the light stand um so i, I had a one of these um extension poles yes yeah, so it's only about two feet long so somebody with a grip on the end so somebody could hold it and position the right in the light place no position the light in the right place <laughs> um and uh so so yeah i mean how do i feel i feel the shots i've got that you know uh so far way back at the beginning of the year i was pleased with and i really enjoyed the process and it wasn't half as scary as i thought it was going to be when we were talking about this back in october um and i was reluctant to even tell you what my idea was because i knew you'd force me to do it <laughs> yeah it, it was always was a bold choice um so what do you feel like you have learned either about yourself or about what you're doing from the stuff that you've done this year with your project uh i think i feel better about my ability to make a photo shoot work so i it's something that i sort of i always knew the theory of um but yeah uh and had done but often really only with uh, uh people who i knew really well uh and so to be able to go out there and do that and make that um make enough of a connection over a quick pint or something after work to actually get people to relax so that I can take their photo I think that that I'm I'm pleased I'm sort of proud of myself that I was able to do that um so so that was good um do I feel I've got the most meaningful portraits ever you know they say the difference between a photograph of somebody and a portrait of somebody is the portrait will reveal something about that person yeah uh i think i was partially successful in that but i think I, one of the things i've learned is that actually you know it, you may be able to get somebody you've only just met comfortable enough to stand in front of a camera are they really going to bear their soul to you after you've only known them for an hour or two uh i, I so I, I, the answer to that i feel at this point is no uh, and that might be because it's just not going to happen ever, or it might be because I'm just not good enough at making people feel at ease, <laughs> um, uh, or maybe a bit of both. I don't know, but I think, uh, you know, have I taken the most meaningful portraits ever? No, but uh, am I pleased with what I got? Yeah, I am. Yeah, and I've learned a lot from doing it. I think the fact that you have managed to um, build up the confidence and the ability to meet up with somebody for the first time and then go out and make portraits in, you know, just out in the wild, not in a comfortable location that you're familiar with. Um, I, th I, I do think that that's a real achievement. And to be honest, as far as, I mean, I think you've got some really nice photos, full stop. Um, but I completely get what you're saying about, you know, maybe there's not that quite the connection there that you wanted. But the fact that you were already overcoming the initial hurdle of, okay, can I just go out and do this and make this work? Because... I would be paralyzingly flustered if put into that situation. Um, and all of my concerns would be on, well, I, I have to try and get a photo. I can't mess this up completely. What are they thinking? They're going to think I'm terrible at this, especially when everybody that you've taken a picture of as part of this project has been somebody with an interest in photography themselves. Yeah, that was a um, bit of a foolish move on my part as well. That didn't help yeah, at all. Uh, 
piles <laughs> on the pressure. Um, but you, you're, you're getting to the point now where you should have a reasonable level of confidence in your own ability because you've now done this a handful of times. You're like, actually, I know I don't need to worry about my core competence of going out and doing this. I know that I can do this and it will be fine. And then you can then uh, uh, direct that energy towards um, making that connection and and how you're interacting with your subject more rather than having to think about the nuts and bolts technicalities of just getting the picture um i think that's a really big hurdle to get over um so i hope that you're going to continue doing it do you have any uh, as you said i think the, the chain reaction was a nice idea but as you know, flawed in its um the way it actually played out in the end do you have any ideas because i uh, you need to keep taking portraits of people. Um, how are you going to go forward doing that in a way that is perhaps easier for you to manage? Um, uh, quite simply, I don't know at the moment. Um, that That's something that I need to, to work up a plan for, but I am confident uh, in, in doing it and I am... Uh, and I am confident that I am going to do it as well. I just need to, to to sit back and think: Is this a refinement of the original idea, or do I just you know need to set off in a slightly different direction um, uh, and see see how see how far it goes? Um, so yeah, I'm 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 feeling positive about it. Don't know quite what's happening next. Uh, need to think that through. Uh, and uh, yeah, well, you know, let let's let's see where it let's see where it takes us. Um, indeed, yeah. indeed. Well. As we promised last week, I want to finish up this section because uh, undoubtedly the person who has done the best out of everybody with their six-month project that they've been working on is Bill Owens. Um, and what Bill's project was, he set out every week. Uh, he's been sharing a photograph that he's taken on film and with it a piece of writing inspired by that photograph. And I asked Bill if it'd be all right if I could read one of his pieces of work. And he said it was. So I'm actually going to read the most recent one. Um, so this is from June 26. Uh, and you'll find Bill's work on Words 100, the word uh, 100 there, words100.blogspot.com. And you can find all this stuff there. And there's lots of nice pictures and um, uh, lots of great writing going with it. Okay, here we go. So I suppose I ought to give the preamble. The picture because it will make far more sense when it you will, think of the picture. Yes. <laughs> the picture is of, uh, I guess it's a, an office block or something like that, but, uh, big glass windows, um, and in them is the reflection of a building across the way, and there's um, numbers on that building, but they're all kind of blurred and distorted by the reflection. So uh, that's the picture. Okay. The shapes keep swimming, shifting, blurring as soon as she looks at them, sliding away from her gaze like those amorphous things that float inside your eyes. The first one is a four. Maybe? No, definitely. But wait, it's a reflection, so it should be the other way around? Or is it? Does that mean four is the last number? Night after night, never the same dream, always the same message. Three numbers, four and nine, and what? Now they become melting wax, now oil paint floating on a wind-driven pond, now wafting into the air like tissue paper or ash. There must be a reason. She needs there to be a reason. She must be meant to remember these. That's the only explanation. 
The harder she tries to grasp at the memory, the quicker it slips free and the dream fades. See, I really love what Bill does. I mean, a hundred words um, and a fairly random picture and, yeah, just creates these little scenes in the world. Um, check out his writing. It's great. Uh, and I'm hugely impressed that he has been turning these out week a week um, far more reliably than uh, either Aid or I have managed to do with our projects. Well done, Bill. Well done, um, Bill, and and nicely read, sir, as well. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. You know, I'm available for an audiobook narration as long as the audiobooks are no longer than 100 words. <laughs> well, okay, that's that's one way of looking at it. Yeah, just looking at the bottom of the page on this blog where you get some of those sort of automated statistics, there are now 24 posts on Bill's blog. That is pretty much one every week. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, th- this was never a competition. This was about challenging ourselves. But yeah, uh, well done for winning, Bill. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, quick break, and we'll come back with some shout outs. And so we come once again to story time. Uh, specifically at this point, stories uh, sent to us via emails and internet accounts and things like that by our beloved listeners. Uh, Graham, over to you for some shout outs. Yes, I've got a few things this week. Um, first of all, I want to give a shout out to uh, at Matt Maber on Instagram. Um, Matt, I think I shared a post on there. Actually, I'm going to tie one into the other. So I'm going to start off with a little um, announcement slash shout out for help from our very delightful friend, Rachel, uh, who was on last week at Little Vintage Photography on Instagram. Rachel is taking part in the Blackpool Literary Festival uh, this coming Saturday, as you listen to this, which is the 30th, I believe. Um it's called Wordpool, and she is taking her caravan, Rosie, from Liverpool up to Blackpool, putting on a little workshop and camera obscura there, and um, back again to Liverpool. And she is looking for somebody to help her out on the day, an assistant. Um, there will be cakes and beer uh, if anybody... <laughs> is around in the area so if you're in the north of england and you've got some time on saturday and fancy um doing something fun with somebody awesome then drop rachel a line i said either on instagram at little vintage photography or on twitter uh at rachel brewster uh, she's that right? re brewster i think that's that, that I, i'm remembering off the top of my head so uh, say something interesting while i look it up um but yeah you know <laughs> Either way, you'll, you'll get hold of her. Send her a message, and um, if you can help her out, you're, you're going to have a real fun time. Uh, Rosie's a delightful little caravan. Um, anyway, <laughs> yeah, you could say something nice about Rachel. <laughs> uh, Rachel's all right, but I mean, it's that caravan, really. It's the only reason I keep getting the back on the show is because of that caravan. I love that caravan, yep. um, but Rachel's fine too, I guess. Um, hi, Rachel. <laughs> if you're listening, Aid made me say all of that. Um, Anyway, the reason that this leads us on to Matt Maber is because Matt then sent me a link to another caravan-based photography project. Um, So um, this is called uh, the Caravan Project, funnily enough. Um, I think it's on Instagram. 
at the underscore caravan underscore project um aid can check that whilst we're talking as well thanks aid whilst you're typing away um now this is not necessarily an analog photography based thing um but i still really liked it so i thought i'd share it on here um this is another little caravan much like the wonderful rosie um which we all know and love um and they do stuff all around the country i think they've even been abroad although i don't think they necessarily took the camera abroad um and they have a little gallery it might be the underscore caravan gallery uh, Aid will find it in a second. There is an um, Instagram account called the underscore caravan underscore gallery. That's the one. Thank you. Um, and yeah, they, they use the caravan as galleries to put on little shows of work. Uh, and they have also got a website, which I think goes under the same name, where they put out books. And, and this is what I really like about it is they've... Um, put a few books out um i think called is britain great or uh, worse that effect anyway I, I really like the photographs that they seem to be sharing in there lots of just the slightly off kilter and odd side of life in britain um a bit like martin parr's work in some ways um but uh yeah it just it looked really fun uh, i really like the whole ethos behind what they're doing and you know just they, they seem to be having a lot of fun with photography sharing it in a really fun interesting way so if you see their caravan out and about check it out um i really hope they come down my neck of the woods soon because they've been all over the country so i'm hoping they're around here soon so check that out guys um Next up, we've had some emails. We love emails. Um, so emails from a couple of uh, show friends. Um, the first one from Zach Ribbing. Uh, Zach says, hi, guys. It's been a while since I wrote in. Um, been out of touch because it's been fire season here. Uh, so <laughs> Zach has been out dealing with things being on fire, um, which seems more important. But it's about to wrap up due to our summer rainy, rainy season about to start. So I'm glad he's made it through that. Uh, I enjoyed hearing about AIDS trip to New York and I can relate to taking trips and not coming back with many photos it actually made me feel good I'm not alone in doing that you know I carry a camera of some sort with me just about all the time and sometimes on trips I just get so busy I don't even think to take a photo or I don't want to ruin the moment by interrupting it with the camera it's like leaving your phone at home it can be freeing um on that thought of having a camera with you at all time, I also agree on the pocket-sized camera. My choice is a Minox, the Minox B Sub Mini. It's an 8mm film camera, super small. Um, I'm sure you've seen these little eight Minox teeny tiny ones, eh? the, the like real spy camera looking ones. Um, cool. They look awesome. <laughs> they, they really do look so cool. I... Um, are you buying eight millimeter film and spoiling it? How does that work? Can you get a new film for it? Uh, tell me more about that, Zach. But yeah, they look like awesome cameras. Um, I also spent a few evenings out this week collecting my solographs set out in December. Um, it was nice and cool when I was out hiking around planting those things. Um, but I was regretting some of my far out locations this week when I was hiking in a hundred degree temperatures to retrieve them. Mm. Um, uh, actually, and Zach shared one of the photographs, uh, one of the solographs on his Instagram feed this week, and it was really good. He got awesome um, sun trails going across with a, a really gnarled looking tree in the foreground. It was a, a really good. Um, 
Anyways, that continues. I seem to recall um, Graham talking about the trouble with mounting the solar graph cans. I solved that issue by using rebar. <laughs> I cut down a small diameter rebar into 18 to 24 inch lengths, uh, drove them into the ground and taped my cans to them. I used two rebar sections side by side to make them sturdy. Uh, you could even use three tall pieces to make a cheap tripod. Anyhow, it worked fine for me and didn't cost me much. Probably cost more in tape than anything. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, if you've got rebar lying around, that's good stuff. Good useful. Yeah. Um, super excited that we have announced a new topic for the Cheap Shots Challenge. Very timely because I've been playing around with some macro photography lately. My cheap camera, which is a Minoltics, Minoltics? Minolta XGA <laughs> As a 50 millimeter lens, so I should be able to get creative and get somewhat close. Maybe I'll just take off the lens and turn it backwards. Yeah, that is a great pro tip. If if anybody has not tried this before, if you want, if you've got an SLR and a 50 millimeter standard lens for it, just take that thing off and flip it round and hold it against the camera back to front, and you have got instant macro lens. Um, Do you know so that's, that's exactly a, what I've got for the cheap shots challenge? Yeah, I suppose it is, isn't it? Oh my goodness, I hadn't even thought about that. You've just suddenly, your, your chance has just gone up significantly to getting a decent shot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, perfect. Good, good. I, have, I, can't claim, I can't claim that was my idea, actually. Uh, that, that idea was gifted to me by uh, someone who shall remain anonymous uh, to protect him from your, no doubt, uh, <laughs> retribution when I win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, listen, you ain't got that yet. Although I'm slightly more concerned now. Yes, yeah, so that's the one big advantage you have with having broken your old cheap shots camera, because you certainly couldn't have done that with the Voigtlander. No, but, no, indeed, it, it's a fortuitous break. Now that I know what that uh, that next topic is. Yes, but with your Pentax 110 and its removable lens, that does make things a bit easier. Okay, well, lucky, lucky you, I guess. I'm beginning to suspect that this camera got broken on purpose. Um. My next email is from frequent writer uh, John Roberts. And John is writing to... Because I think in the last year we were talking about the fact that um, John's partner seems to be very forgiving. And he says, writes to say, Top of the morning, Aidan Graham. Yes, my wife is pretty amazing. And while there are times she wishes I did not have so much photography gear, she is quite understanding overall. Uh and yes, that was the brand new Fujifilm GFX system in my Flickr stream. And no, it was not mine. Fujifilm lent it to me and I had it for a week with it before the official launch day. Uh, it was a great camera, but it was a pre-production camera I was using. So there were quirks. You know, I I'm still just envious of the fact that he got lent it for a week. Um, one of the perks of my job as a manager of the company I work for is that the buyer relies on my assessment of gear and all the reps regularly leave gear with me to test out and report back to my boss. Um, yeah, I'm very emphasized on that one. So, Yeah, I am too. Yes, definitely. And he goes on to say, um, the Fujifilm GW692, also known as the Texas Leica, is one of my favorite cameras I own, and the image quality is unreal. It is a no-frills camera, not even having a light meter, but I do not mind that at all. Uh, hope you both have a great week and look forward to listening to the next podcast. I am two-thirds caught up with the previous episodes already. Uh, 
Yeah. That's, <laughs> so, that's quite disturbing as well, actually. <laughs> yeah, it is. And um, he says, oh, uh, P.S. Yes, I rickrolled you with the subject line, which for the benefit of listeners is never going to give her up, never going to let her go. Um, so thank you very much, John. Uh, yeah, I mean, having a patient partner is so important in our hobby. Uh, is, you, is your wife very tolerant of your film hobby aid? Uh, yeah, yeah, to, to, to a point. Um, I, I think, um, uh, as long as I also do the, the dutiful, you know, documentary stuff, uh, that means that we have records of family events and stuff like that. Uh, she encourages me for, for the, uh, for the artiness of it, uh, you know, cause she knows that I get a lot out of the creativity side of it. Uh, she recognises that probably two evenings in my week are going into this podcast <laughs> um, and and has reconciled herself to that. Uh, so, yeah, it's not, it's not always right. Uh, as, as long as I you know, show willing and take a digital camera with me on trips as well, then I usually get away with it. Yeah. Has, has she ever bought you any film photography gear? No, no. Uh, uh, I don't think so. But then again, she doesn't really do photography uh, as a hobby, so I mean, she wouldn't know what to buy anyway. Uh, in that sense, fair enough. She, I, did, I, she did say that. She did say that. I. She was the one that said I should go on this trip to Bhutan. That's pretty good. That's that is a that's pretty good. That's pretty good sort of encouragement, I would say. And um, I've certainly been lucky enough to be bought some um, cool film and even some cool cameras as well in the past by my better half. So and some great photo books as well. But I would love to hear. I would. I, I would love to. <laughs> let, let's compare to you. I want to hear who whose partner uh, has done the best at supporting them in their film habit. If your partner is really supportive of you. Um, either just in being understanding of terribly large expenditures or actively encouraging it by getting you more stuff. I would love to hear. Um, and equally, I would love to hear if anybody out there has partners who are completely <laughs> sick of what you're doing and it's a constant struggle. Let's, um, but, let's face it, that's what you really want to hear, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. <laughs> it really is. I'm a big fan of conflict when it's not in my life. <laughs> Oh, you're a delightful human being. You really are. Right. And well, any other people that have written in that you'd like to uh, haul over the coals? Uh, I, you know, there are undoubtedly dozens of people who I should be, um, but uh, that is all I've managed to get organised enough to jot down this week. So we'll leave it there. Fair enough. Okay. So I have one to add here. Um, uh, this is brought uh, to my attention by several tweets, um, uh, but I think it originated, or the the, the, the recent tweet of it uh, originated from an account called Ultrafine Online. Uh, quick shout out to them. Ultrafineonline.com are actually a purveyor of photography consumables, uh, be that film or be that uh, darkroom chemicals uh, and, and kit. Uh, they are based uh, in America. Uh, whereabouts in America? I don't know. Hang on, let's have a quick show me and see. Uh, where, ooh, no, it doesn't say. At least I don't think so. No. Uh, so somewhere in America, because they've got a number that starts at 1 800. Uh, but Ultrafine posted about a. Um, uh, a web link uh, that said, uh, and I'll give you the headline for it 40 movies about photography. 40, 40, 40. Can you name 40 movies? Can you name five movies that are actually about photography? 
uh, um, get rear window. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. People yeah, were yeah, outraged yeah. last week. There was some horror that I have not seen rear window. I did try to find it this week, but it wasn't on um, Netflix, so I haven't watched it yet. Oh, incidentally, Aid, they're in Oxnard. We talked about Oxnard. I, I was. <laughs> I got into a conversation with somebody about Oxnard. This may have been on Instagram. Um, I don't think yeah, I, that, it doesn't doesn't mean anything to me, as far as I can remember. Uh, no, maybe that was. Uh, I saw somebody um, post a picture that was apparently taken in Oxnard, and I was like, "What? Well, what a weird name for a place." <laughs> he basically called it Cow's Testicle. Anyway, that's where they are, Cow's Testicle, California. <laughs> Carry on with whatever it was you were saying. <laughs> Okay, all right. Uh, so uh, there will be a link to this web page in the show notes. But just to run through you, some of the names. Movies about photographer, f- uh, photography. One-hour photo in which Robin Williams plays a Walmart one-hour photo clerk who stalks the people whose photos he develops. Remember that one? Uh, I remember seeing trailers for that. Uh, I've not seen it, but I'm aware of that one. Okay. Oh, uh, can I find some others that are uh, really, really... Uh, there's one called Gentleman's Relish. <laughs> that sounds dodgy. Uh, which stars Billy Connolly, actually. Um, a high-spirited comedy set in the early 20th century in London. Uh, there we go, starring Billy Connolly. Um, there was... Uh, did you know that... Um, uh, Nicole Kidman had starred as Diane Arbus in an, an imaginary portrait of Diane Arbus. No, Fur. no, no, neither did I. Um, and uh, then there's quite a lot of uh, more documentary star movies, so it's not all just the uh, the Hollywood style stuff. Um, documentary movies around a number of famous names, uh, everything from uh, Search for the Afghan Girl through stuff on Bill Eggleston through. Uh, uh, all, all sorts of stuff anyway uh we'll put that in the show notes so there's a uh just a a quick mention for that because there might be quite a lot of interesting entertainment for people and of course i mean the one film we, we you know actually there's a series of films with noted photographer in uh, it's spider-man i mean how have we not talked about spider-man mm. yeah and in one of the more recent ones i can't remember which incarnation but one of the ones with uh the guy's name is escaping the one after toby Maguire. anyway um he at one point he sticks his camera on his webbing to take a picture of the bad dude whichever bad dude it happened to be but you could clearly see that he was using an electro 35 a yashika electro 35 in that shot so um so there you go spider-man shoots an electro 35 wow uh, uh, I hope he has more luck with his than I had with mine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and on that note, I think uh, I think we're done. I think uh, this, ladies and gentlemen, is the end of the show. Uh, unless you have any other business. Uh, no, I think I've taken these good people's time up enough as it is. <laughs> in which case, then, uh, please, uh, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, uh, get in touch with us. Uh, uh, we love hearing from you, be it on Instagram or Twitter or Flickr, uh, where we are present at Sunny16Podcast. Uh, again, we are loving to receive the emails, sunny16podcast at gmail.com. It's great that now for, for several weeks in a row we've been able to read out your emails. Um, uh, I notice we don't get like some of those technical podcasting questions. We don't get a uh, t- sort of technical podcast. 
I notice we don't get like some of those more technically oriented photography podcasts, a lot of technical questions. Although I suppose I do get some about flash. So, um, you know, uh, uh, we're not trying to position ourselves as gurus here, but we'll ha- we, we, we'll love to help out where we can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give anything a go. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're not expecting accuracy, we'll give anything a go. Brain surgery? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocket science? Yes. Ask your questions. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, which means we probably should say thanks to some people as well. So thanks, as always, to Chris at pixelatedphotographer.com for hosting the podcast uh, thanks to Rocha Rachel's band uh, for the music that we use uh, uh, with their uh, permission uh, their latest album is Promises I Should Have Kept uh, which you can find on Amazon or iTunes um, and uh, yeah, we'll have Rachel on the show again soon I am sure. Uh, just a quick reminder uh, please subscribe if you've enjoyed the show. Uh, please also enjoy the new show notes, the new style show notes which are now in the metadata of the podcast rather than having to click through to somewhere else. Uh, so uh, we are making a, a new concerted effort and when I say we, I do of course mean me um, uh, to make sure that there are some show notes uh, with some links in so you can follow what the hell we're talking about <laughs> if that's at all achievable um, so we will talk to you next week uh, as Graham said at the top of the show hopefully we'll have Tina on next week uh, to tell us about her adventures on the continent with art installations uh, which means it's time to say goodbye bye bye